Welcome back to the Balancing Act podcast. I'm Andy Tempty. On the Balancing Act, we talk to business leaders and industry experts to explore the balancing acts we play in our professional lives and learn about the events that put rocket boosters behind their career success. Today, we have Mamie Canfer Stewart joining us. Mamie is the founder and CEO of meeting effectiveness firm Meteor, with M-E-E-T in the name, Meet Your. She's co-author of Momentum, Creating Effective, Engaging, and Enjoyable Meetings, and is the host of the Modern Manager podcast. As a reminder to our listeners, this episode is part of our mini-series on corporate culture, and today we'll be tackling the all-important issue of meetings. Welcome to the show, Mamie. Thank you so much for having me today, Andy. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm excited for today's show uh, because I believe it's the first that we've really focused on uh, the, the, what, I, what I refer to as the waste of meetings, and mm-hmm. hopefully you'll be able to help us tackle that. Uh, but before we get started, I ask this question of all our guests, please tell our listeners your story. Well, I grew up in a family business and didn't want anything to do with it and went to art school. Got out of art school and realized being an artist wasn't quite the right path for myself. So I started to work in my family business while I was just trying to figure out life. And through that, I discovered this incredible world of how organizations function. I got to experience strategic planning and really interesting meetings and colleagues working together and planning projects and just thought it was really fascinating. Then I left and decided to go into the nonprofit sector where I had a little bit of a shock where I discovered that not all organizations were run the way that our family business was run. And once it became clear that it, that my family's business was not the norm, it was the unique gem, and so many organizations didn't have solid practices for managing their people, for running meetings, for all of these different things, I thought, I could do something about this. This isn't rocket science. So I landed on meetings as the, the key thing I wanted to focus on because they're so simple and they can be done so well and they can be so powerful. And it doesn't take that much to learn the, the tips and the tricks to be able to do it. So I started Meteor and uh, have been building that business and expanding to support managers ever since. Yeah, it's it's not rocket science, but what a challenge uh, an effective meeting actually is. I was uh, doing a uh, strategic planning session yesterday with a uh, with a local nonprofit, and uh, and many of the employees of this nonprofit had been working together for a very very long time, so mm-hmm. almost like a family business. Uh, but a couple of the participants had come from the corporate sector, and uh, when I was telling uh, stories about the how painful uh, meetings can be, the two people who are in the corporate sector are like nodding their heads <laughs> vigorously, and everybody else is looking around like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Anyway, Mamie, uh, if you had one event that just put rocket boosters behind your career, what would that be? You know, it's, I, I've been thinking a lot about this question because I think it's a, it's a tough one. But I would say it was actually the moment that I started my podcast, which nice. seems like a maybe a silly little thing. But I remember up until that time, we had a blog and I was doing webinars and all these things to help 
try to build my business meteor and try to get people to pay more attention to meetings. And I was a huge podcast listener. I loved it. I've been doing my podcast for almost six years. And at the time, I noticed that there were not a lot of female podcasters speaking about management. And there weren't even a lot of podcasts about management. There was a ton about leadership, but not so many that were actually focused on the people who are doing the day in, day out work of leading teams, of which meetings is a huge part of your job. So I decided to start a podcast. Even though I knew nothing about it, I was scared to death. And I recorded my first episode and was like, oh my gosh, I cannot air this. It's awful. But I did it anyways, and I stuck to it. And it has been the most transformative thing. I I joke with my husband that other than being married and having children, it's the thing I've done the longest in my life consistently. And it has been uh, such a transformative journey for myself and I think also for my audience. And uh, please tell our listeners how many episodes you have in the can. It's an impressive number. Yeah, well, as of this recording today, I have 291 episodes and I release them every week on the week. Well, uh, and if you do the math, uh, you've been doing it for quite a while and uh, and congratulations uh, on coming up <laughs> to uh, number 300 is uh, is very close. Uh, Mamie, let's dive in. Uh, this mini series is on organizational culture. Uh, what does organizational culture mean to you? Culture to me is the way things get done. What is it that is important and valued and appropriate? All it's it's not so easy to put your finger on, but there's lots of signals that that are representative of the culture. The culture at the end of the day is just what we think is appropriate and what we think isn't. It's a a good definition. Uh, Mamie, you have uh, your book, uh, uh, your your book, uh, Momentum, Creating Effective, Engaging, and Enjoyable Meetings. Uh, What sets your book apart from the literal sea of business books that focus on uh, culture and meetings in particular? And specifically, what led you to include the word enjoyable in the subtitle? Uh, Most of us from the business community uh, would not put those two words together, meeting (laughs) and enjoyable. Well, there are a lot of really good books on meeting effectiveness. And I think even since I've written my book, there's even more great ones out there. So the thing that I really wanted to get across with Momentum was that you could lead meetings with a few simple changes to your practice. So it's really designed to be a how-to guide that shows you step-by-step what you can do as a meeting leader, what you can do as a meeting participant, and what you can do as a leader of an organization who has a bad meeting culture and you want to shift to have a productive, engaging, enjoyable meeting culture. And we put the word enjoyable in there for two reasons. I think one is because clearly people do not think meetings are enjoyable. That that was actually one of the reasons I landed on meetings as the kind of crux of the part of organizations I want to focus on. Because when I started talking to people about their meetings, Everyone had a story for me about a bad meeting they had gone to, if not that that day, at least that week. And some people had really, really sad, depressing stories about hours and hours being wasted. And people weren't enjoying their time. And yet the meeting is it's where you get to collaborate with your colleagues and share ideas and make decisions. And it, it's such a wonderful opportunity. And the fact that it's so boring or feeling wasteful or frustrating or draining 
just feels like the opposite of what it really should and could be. So enjoyable was there because we knew it was something that people thought that there's no way meetings can really be that enjoyable. And because they really should be. Every meeting you go to should be engaging and enjoyable for all the participants and the meeting leader. Yeah. I, so Mimi, I, I, I saw a statistic, uh, an employee engagement statistic the other day uh, from a recent survey, might have been Fast Company or Forbes or one of those, uh, where they they asked the question what of employees in the current environment what what do you need to drive more engagement in your organization and one of the answers was more meetings <laughs> i was like what what planet am i on so uh, i i absolutely agree that more effective meetings uh, can can be uh, a solution but uh, that that word effective and if you're able to put the word enjoyable in there as well, then uh, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, Mamie, let's talk balancing acts. Uh, What's the most important balancing act a meeting organizer has to play when designing a relatively high stakes meeting like a team building offsite or a strategy planning session? Yeah, so I think the thing that meeting leaders often forget is that the meeting is both for them and their participants. And a lot of meeting leaders design meetings for themselves. What information do I need? What decisions need to get done so I can do my job? And we forget that we have a group of participants who are there with their own needs and their own desires for that meeting. And so the balancing act of making sure that when you're designing a meeting, especially something that is going to be very long, multiple hours or days, and going to have multiple different segments, that you're really taking into consideration not just what you want or need out of it as the planner, but also what your team needs out of it as individuals and collectively. And then I'll add one more specifically for those very long meetings, which is to plan in bio breaks, the opportunity for people (laughs) to stretch their legs and go to the restroom and fill up their water or coffee. It seems silly, but the number of meetings especially in strategic planning meetings or team offsites, there's multiple hour meetings and no, no one remembers to put in those, you know, five, 10, 15 minute breaks to give people a chance to kind of refresh and come back into the session. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if this happens to you, but when I'm facilitating a meeting, uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I love, I love the practice of yoga. So just a couple of, even 30 seconds of standing up, uh, tree pose, you know, get tall, mm-hmm. stretch, uh, can be so invigorating, but the looks on people's faces, uh, is, you know, folks that you, that don't know it's coming. Okay, everybody, uh, we're 45 minutes in here. Let's all stand up and raise our arms in the air and just stretch toward the sky. And they're like, what, huh? <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced that as well, but I just love, I just love that reactionary look on their faces. Oh, yes. It's actually a great technique to use to throw in different kinds of movement breaks or throw people off their guard, get their attention to come back into the room, right? It's both good for you physically, but it's also really great mentally because if you've been kind of wandering or feeling a little sluggish and not so engaged, something that kind of snaps you out of it, goes, wait, what, what is happening here? Now I got to, my brain's going again and I'm ready to, to come back into the conversation. 
Yeah, a, a good joke. You know, thirty years ago, a good joke uh, would uh, would would help uh, lighten the mood. But uh, I've kind of ditched the jokes and uh, focused more on our physical well being. Uh, so that's uh, I, I still tell a mean a mean uh, bad dad joke though. So. <laughs> Uh, Mamie, we're going to take a really short commercial break and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Andy Tempty. Over the past 35 years, I've learned a lot about business leadership and I'd like to share those lessons with you. Ask yourself, how do I create an effective, sustainable management operating system? How do I design smooth workflows to better serve the customer? How do I balance organizational trust with accountability? The Balanced Business describes the practical, step-by-step process you need to answer these questions. Order your copy today, wherever books are sold. And we're back with Mamie Canfer-Stewart talking about the world of meetings and corporate culture. Mamie, in my book, The Balanced Business, I expand the traditional eight wastes of lean or continuous improvement to the 10 wastes and meetings are waste number nine. Uh, Referring back to your book, Momentum, uh, what are two pieces of advice? pieces of advice, not giving too much away, uh, but what are two pieces of advice you would give our listeners to reduce the waste of meetings? The number one thing that any meeting leader or meeting participant actually can do is to identify what the meeting outcome is. What will be different at the end of the meeting? What will you have achieved together? And this is really different than how we tend to think about meetings. We like to ask, why are we meeting? We are meeting to discuss something, to review something, to brainstorm something. And those are great actions that you're going to do in the meeting, but they don't tell you what you're going to achieve in the meeting, what you're going to accomplish together. So when you start to shift to the noun, the outcome, and you pause before you plan a meeting and say, what are we going to have at the end of this? Are we going to have a decision? Are we going to have a plan? Are we going to have shared understanding of some complex information so that we can all do our work going forward? Once you get to that outcome, you will discover that two things. One, maybe you don't need a meeting because you're not actually sure what you're driving towards. And so maybe a meeting, you're not ready for a meeting or you you, you stop having meetings that don't have clear outcomes. And so the meetings you do have are much more productive. And also, sometimes you don't have to have a meeting because you realize that what you're trying to get to, a different communication modality will get the job done faster and easier for folks. So maybe you don't need to have a meeting about it. Maybe you just need to write up a memo and send that out to people or record yourself on a video or voice message and share that out and then have a quick follow-up with each person just to check in and see if they had any questions about it. So figure out what your desired outcome is and do not have a meeting without being clear about the desired outcome. The second thing I would say is to end with a wrap-up. And this one, a lot of teams have versions of this that they're already doing. But when you reserve the last five minutes for a go around and ask the group, what did we decide on today? Let's make sure that our decisions are documented and we all understand the decision the same way. No more of this like, well, I guess we've decided. No, state that decision so everyone knows exactly what it is. What are the next steps? Have each person identify for themselves the next steps? Because we have so many next steps that get fallen off into the ethers, or we take on next steps we don't really need because someone in the meeting, maybe you as the boss, said, 
oh, we should really make sure that uh, the, the such and such gets done or, you know, it would be such a great idea if whatever happens. And as a participant, you hear that and go, oh, I think I'm supposed to do that now. And so I've taken on a task that I didn't really need to do. So let's make sure that at the end of the meeting, everybody knows what decisions were made and who is doing what by when. So the wrap up in my experience, probably thousands of uh, corporate meetings throughout my life, the wrap up is maddeningly difficult uh, to do. And what, uh, what I found through my career is that it relies on the skill of time management, that uh, if the meeting is designed for 50 minutes, you have to actually start closing the meeting out much earlier than you expect. So so that you can leave uh, time yes. f- for for your for your wrap up. So it's really the mindset be, be, because look, everybody wants their voice to be heard, and as the meeting time is closing in, ooh, I forgot to say this, I forgot to say that, and all of a sudden everybody's piling on, and the time is expired, and there is no time for a wrap up. So uh, is there? Am, am I on the right track there? Absolutely. This is a huge problem that we don't actually design our meetings for what we're trying to accomplish, right? We just say, okay, we need 30 minutes, we need an hour. That's what Outlook has made easier for us to schedule. So we just do it. But when you plan your meeting to drive to your outcome, then you know how much time you need. And so you can be a little more expansive. You don't have to be constrained to 30 minutes or 60 minutes. You could choose a 45-minute meeting or a 75-minute meeting, whatever is going to help you get to the outcomes, you don't have to have another meeting about it and you don't walk away with loose ends. But the other part of it is as a meeting leader, recognizing that the first five minutes of your meeting are just getting in the room. People hopping onto Zoom, walking in from down the hallway, acknowledging what it is you're trying to accomplish today to get everybody mentally prepared for the conversation, having a little check-in, a little relational time to build some camaraderie amongst the folks there, that's going to take you a couple of minutes. And then you need your five minutes at the end to do the wrap up. So you've now only have about 20 minutes out of a 30 minute meeting. So in your mind as a meeting leader, too often we just go 30 minutes, got it, great, done. Yeah. But that's not, that's not how it works. Right. 20 minutes is not the same as 30 because you need to leave that time in the beginning and the end. So you need to design out your agenda to facilitate whatever conversations you need to have, whatever activities you want to do during the meeting to get you to that outcome. And oftentimes 20 minutes isn't actually enough. Yeah. Now, I'm not discounting uh, Mamie's uh, book or or the services that she provides, but uh, I'm an educator and we talk uh, a lot on this show about learning, learning science uh, and education in the workplace. And there's a department that can actually help you uh, in most organizations. And that is the, those are your learning science scientists. Those are, uh, the, the the people who are designing uh, learning in your business, uh, those uh, those learning engineers, they know all about designing with the end in mind. They know all about outcomes based uh, 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 design and many of those principles can can just get transferred over uh so if you can't have mamie come and talk to you we'll go down the hall and, and talk to your learn your learning design people if if you are fortunate enough to have them they can really help out here oh yes 
Yes. So, Mamie, on your website, you rightly point out that effective meetings are everyone's responsibility. We'll run a little thought experiment. Suppose you have an individual contributor sitting right in front of you right now who's fed up with meeting overload. What advice do you have for this individual on how they can help improve the quality of the meetings that they're invited to? How do you help them see that there's this shared responsibility? Well, it starts with that desired outcome. I mentioned you shouldn't be planning a meeting if you don't know what the desired outcome is. Well, you shouldn't be attending a meeting if you don't know what the desired outcome is. So the first thing that participants can do is ask the meeting designer, the meeting leader, whoever's inviting them, hey, what are you hoping we're gonna accomplish in this meeting? By simply asking, you are now prompting that meeting leader to do that thinking because if they weren't gonna do it on their own or maybe they have it in their head but they're not sharing it, now you've given them a reason to externalize and get clear about what they're trying to accomplish. Once you know what they're trying to accomplish, you can now make a decision about whether or not you need to participate. We have a problem in corporate culture called FOMO, fear of missing out, <laughs> and you get invited to a meeting and you assume you have to go. You have to go because your boss is inviting you, so you got to go. You have to go because if you're not there, you're not going to know what's going on. You won't be part of a decision. The only reason to say no to a meeting is because you're sick or on vacation or you're in another meeting. And that's just not how it should be. You need to take ownership of your time and be able to decide, is this meeting a good use of my time or do I have other priorities? And if you have other priorities or you're like, why was I even invited to this meeting? I don't need to be there at all. But sometimes I go, this meeting actually, I could have something to say, but maybe there's somebody else on my team who could go in my place and it could be a good learning opportunity for them. They might have more information on the subject than I have. So let's figure out who is the right person to attend that meeting if it's not me. And there are other ways to contribute either before or after if sitting in an hour-long meeting isn't the best use of your own time. Yeah. the uh, we, we talk a lot about skills on this show, and it is the skill of courage that mm-hmm. you need to uh, build uh, throughout your career. The courage to say, uh, to ask why. And it is very, it's very simple, but so many of us kind of cower and kind of avoid asking what, uh, what we've convinced is a really tough question. But many times asking the question will uh, prompt the, the, the meeting organizer to really think carefully or more carefully about who should be invited. So, Build the courage, ask the why, take Mamie's advice. Uh, it's really, really good advice. Um, Mamie, as we close out the show, uh, a little fun. Uh, I'd like to ask this lightning round question of as many guests as I can. I'm going to give you access to a time machine. You can send a message to an earlier version of yourself. What's the message and what previous version of yourself do you choose to send it to? Yeah, I'm sending this to my pre-children. I had children in my late 20s. And up until that point, I thought that my brain could do everything for me. It could remember everything. It could keep track of everything. And it wasn't until after I had kids that I realized my brain is really crappy for doing pretty (laughs) much anything. And I have learned to rely on my systems, on my calendar, on my task management system, on my note systems and reminders. And I wish I had figured that out earlier and been prepared for once children entered my life. And I could have not been trying to struggle to manage it all and build a system. I would have just had that system in place ready to go. 
That is wonderful advice. It's advice very near and dear to my heart. I lived uh, probably a full third of, uh, probably a quarter of my business career uh, convinced that I could keep it all up here. I didn't Mm -hmm. need a calendar. I didn't need, uh, I didn't need a systems approach to managing my time. And after I can, I can, I've, I continually was letting other people down uh, by my own uh, insistence of uh, trying to keep it all up here. Uh, so, uh, again, great, great advice for our for our listeners. Uh, Mamie, what's next for you, and where can uh, people connect with you, your business, uh, hire you for your services, et cetera? Yeah, if you're interested in learning more about meetings, I have meeting workshops that I lead, virtual and in person. I have some online courses. Lots of stuff on meetings at meteor.com, M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. And if you're interested in executive coaching or resources for managers broader than just meetings, themodernmanager.com is the place to go. Most excellent. Well, you've been a fantastic guest. I would expect nothing less of a fellow podcaster who's got... (laughs) 2x uh, the episodes that uh, that we have in the can here at the Balancing Act podcast. We can only aspire uh, to, uh, to to have the longevity that you've been able to create. So thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, Andy. It has been really fun. I love talking about meetings with a fellow meeting enthusiast. Well, I'm a I'm a meeting enthusiast, but I'll, I'll, I'll be enthusiastic today. Uh, so anyway, uh, have a, everybody, I hope you have a great week. My name is Andy Tempty. This is the Balancing Act Podcast. You can find us on all the major streaming services. Please like, subscribe, rate, and most importantly, share this public good with your friends and colleagues. We will see you next time.